Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to Too Fit to Quit, and this is your host, Shelby Warden. So in a previous episode, I really emphasized finding your why and finding that thing, that experience, whatever it may be, that drives you to do better, whether it's working out or just in life in general. And I am going to be diving into my why. And just a little heads up, this is very personal. This is very real, um, raw, and you know, I'm be putting myself in a vulnerable position with this because I trust my listeners. I trust, you know, this platform to speak to somebody and to show someone that, you know, you can constantly grow. And that's what this whole point is, is, you know, using your why to drive you and to create that discipline that I previously mentioned in another episode. So, I'm not going to make a long introduction because this is just going to be a real personal vulnerable story of my why and what drives me. So growing up my mom raised me as a single parent and although she had a crazy hard work ethic and my family was always there to support her and give me what I needed, she also was an addict and I know that there are so many people out there who have had to face addiction or have had a family member face addiction and it's so hard to watch someone that you love go through that because in a lot of situations there is nothing that you can do to stop it and as a child watching your only parent, you know, your best friend go through that and to choose something else a substance over you is honestly one of the worst feelings and it's something that like you know I was I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail but I was put in situations that no child should have to go through and I had to face questions of why do I have to go through this or why is she doing this or why am I not enough and it was something that constantly I had to feel and I had to really try to block out in a lot of um, cases and you know the situations that I was in you know sometimes she didn't recognize that her child was hurting or her child was going through something because with addiction their mind isn't on everything around them it's on getting the next fix and that fix was so hard for me to ever come to terms with and even to this day it's still kind of is hard because for so long I wanted her to want me as bad as she wanted that next high and it just wasn't it hasn't happened it didn't happen and that was hard for me to grow up with and it was so hard once my sisters came along because we have a big age gap so the age gap is 10 years 14 and I have two twin sisters who are 15 years apart from me and that when they came along, that was whenever I knew that I never wanted them to have to feel, to go through, to experience any of the trauma that I had to go through or to ever have to ride that emotional roller coaster that I did. And thankfully, my grandparents had raised me and they've been raising my little sisters because without them, I, I just I know that I probably would not be here today, especially recording this podcast because they have taken control of that parental role that my mom and their dad should have had and they've taken it they've sacrificed things to 
take care of me and my sisters. And it's just something that I'm forever grateful for because of how selfless my grandparents are. And with that, you know, my grandparents instilled these values of putting my faith first and my academics and, you know, becoming someone. You know, my grandpa used to tell me a few little sayings, and one of them was, be somebody, not just somebody. And he would also always say, cream rises to the top. Because when it came to athletics and friends and, you know, just life in general, I always felt second. And I never felt like I was enough. And I think he noticed it. And, you know, that cream rises to the top really just means that, like, you know, you know, a good person never goes unnoticed. And your time will come. And it just really... It, it meant a lot to me, and it stuck with me. And my grandma also, you know, she would constantly help those that are broken, and, you know, she would constantly pray with me, and she knew that I was hurting, and she just, the only thing she knew was to pray. And that was her way of, you know, influencing me, and that's something that to this day has influenced me and has grown into who I am. And whenever it came to my sister's, She's instilled, they both have instilled the same values into them. But the one thing that I just couldn't let go of is feeling like I had to take over that mother role for my sisters. And with me not having that mother figure in my life, I was so determined to give it to my sisters. And my grandparents did a great job in the parental role, but I just, I wanted to give them everything that I never could have. And it was hard because I was still growing up. I was a teenager at this point and I wanted to go out with my friends. I wanted to work. I was involved with things with school and I just, there was so much that I like wanted to do and I tried my best to give it to my sisters too. But I just, I remember people telling me like I was selfish or I only cared about boys or my friends or whatever else. And I was always gone and <laughs> I really tried to, you know, maneuver through like having that high school experience and also be there for my family because it wasn't a standard family. And my, you know, my grandparents and my sisters needed me just as much as I needed them. And it was hard because I wanted so badly to give them absolutely everything that I could. And I would constantly be hard on myself because I wasn't doing enough or I wasn't home enough because I, I fed into it. I fed into the selfishness that I was told. And it was, it's one of those things where I would feel selfish for doing something for me, but it was something that I needed to do. It was something that I needed to go through. I needed to have a high school experience. I needed to make mistakes or whatever else. And even now in college, I need to be here. I need to be working on my education and filling the roles that I have professionally right now and putting my time into my platform for helping others and working out to help myself because those things are going to lead to my end goals and to potentially lead a path of success for my sisters to follow one day. And that's where everything, like my end goal, but my why was just to to build a a path of success and to show them that you can grow through what you go through and 
that they have a place to feel vulnerable and a place to learn how to go through it and how to grow and become stronger mentally and physically. And that's where working out becomes so important to me. And it it sucks because, you know, my family doesn't see my working out and bodybuilding as something that is important. And for me, everything that I have gone through, I put into the weight room. And even when I am mentally not there, I have the weight room as a safe space. And that's where I can become vulnerable and I can go through it and I can feel those emotions and put it all out there for the weight room. And, you know, it's something that for me, it's almost like a physical representation of how how strong I've gotten mentally and everything that I have gone through and every emotion that I've ever felt and being at the absolute bottom and you know at the bottom of the pit and just quite literally just at my worst and how I've came from there and how I'm getting stronger every single day and I'm getting better every single day And I want to leave that impact for my sisters and for my family. And right now, my family doesn't see it. They don't see working out as something that is beneficial in the long run. But for me, it's not just about changing my body. It's about that mental awareness and that mental achievement of overcoming everything that I have ever once struggled with. And honestly, I don't know if my family will ever see bodybuilding and weightlifting as more than just something to change my body physically. And I hope that one day they understand and they see that bodybuilding to me is where I find peace and it's where I overcome trauma and it's where I become a better version of myself. And it's something that I have grown mentally with, not just physically. And it's something where I appreciate my body. I appreciate the chances that I've had on earth. And I'm so thankful that I'm here today and that I'm able to lead by example for my sisters and to give them the path of being successful through the trauma that you've grown through. And that's all I want. And you know, it's not just me wanting to be a protective big sister. It's me wanting to be the person that I never had. And I think that that's just the biggest part. And, you know, although my grandparents don't see it as that, maybe I just, I want to be the person that they may not have ever thought would come from bodybuilding. But I do know that the minute that I step on stage this October, I want to be that example of every goal that you create has an outcome and that outcome is so worth it because that minute I step on stage that's not me stepping on stage and showing off the hard work that I've had that is me showing off everything that I have went through and everything that it has made me become and I'm just going to leave it at that Um, I hope you really liked listening to my why and my story and my life and just me kind of getting vulnerable with you all. And I just hope that you remember that you are too fit to quit.